Welcome to the Business Whisperer podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Adela Rafiz, the global business whisperer. And I'm so excited that you're joining us today. We are doing weekly episodes to help you create your life and your business intuitively. This show isn't about doing business the right way. It's about doing it your way. So if you are ready to download some business whispering magic into your life and business, stay tuned because you're in the right place. Hello, Business Whisperers, and welcome to another wonderful episode of the Business Whisperer podcast. Now, today I have on a guest, Wendy Saw, who I'm going to read you her bio in a minute, but to give you a bit of backstory, Wendy and I have been working together for at least a couple of years now, and she is the person that remotely helps me create a lot, if not all, of my digital content. She is the person that helps with the graphics and the video editing and this particular podcast as well. She is very much my partner in creation. And officially, Wendy's bio reads as Wendy is a rule breaker. She is a pioneer and out of the box thinker and creator. So she was trained professionally as a commercial photographer. And then her creativity has led her into audio video production as well as graphic design. And her success in healing her body with fibromyalgia has taught her the importance of eating and living consciously. And she's been on that journey of expanding her consciousness ever since. So today she's able to combine her creativity and her holistic background working with practitioners around the world with their sales and marketing campaigns people like me who are running businesses and who have an interest especially in doing so consciously and congruently. Wendy has been such a contribution to me and my business over the last few years. I know she will have some wonderful things to add to your business in this conversation today. So welcome Wendy to the Business Whisperer podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. I get to work with you very often and very closely. And as much as I love your bio, I think the word that was missing out of it was unicorn (laughs) or magical. (laughs) Uh, So I really wanted to have you on here today because what you have been able to contribute and help my business with what I like to call congruent content, content that I think not only is a authentic and true reflection of who I am and what my brand is, which A, helps it be successful, B, allows it to go out into the world and actually invite those people in that are looking for it because it's such a true representation of what they will get, whether it's a class, whether it's an audio series, whether it's just a free product or service. It's that invitation. And so I wanted to have you on this podcast for several reasons. First of all, to help us identify what that actually is, creating content, uh, especially for conscious-based businesses. No matter what industry you're in, I think it's important to create your marketing content in a way that is not only congruent and authentic, but includes the whispers of consciousness. And I think this comes naturally to you. What I would like to do is pick your brain a little bit today and maybe get you to decipher what comes naturally to you to help teach it to others who it might not come so naturally to. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Adila. I'm so excited to be here, first of all, and thank you for inviting. I really can't wait to share the whole experience of creation and, you know, listening to the whispers. And I mean, obviously, I, with working with you in the projects, in your projects, I you know, constantly uh, practicing what you teach about as well as witnessing the importance of listening to the whispers of the business and follow that energy in, in the entire process of creating anything, anything that we do, you know, whether it's in life or in business. Is that something you think comes naturally to you or is that something that's developed over the years? Definitely is uh, developed over the years. I think I'm very much like most people. 
we you know got trained in schools to follow system uh step one step two step three this is how you go listen to other people that has been doing this business longer than you listen to your coach listen to other successful gurus the steps and formula that they give you follow that so that you can duplicate their success not saying that it's not a contribution that uh, we listen to get information from other you know successful entrepreneurs and at the same time at one point i found myself so lost when it came to my business that i was literally like oh do I go into Facebook? Oh, someone says it's Instagram. Oh, someone says uh, go to, you know, we, we, we now do online. Um, oh, no more face-to-face. -face. It's like so many avenues that we can go to as a business entrepreneur that which way works for me? Mm, like, yeah. how do I pick all the different that. choices that is available to me that actually works for me rather than just listening to people that have success in wherever that they are having success in. Yeah, because something we also talk about is what you can see is working really well for another business owner. It's also not necessarily going to work really well for you because it might be working really well for that business owner because it's a really congruent fit or that's where they're really comfortable. But you take that and try and duplicate it in your business it's not necessarily going to have the same results. So you have to find what will work for you. Exactly. I think most business owners have somewhere at some point has gone through this exercise or experience where they feel totally lost and really start questioning, well, do I have what it takes? Why is it someone else can do Instagram and grow their business? And why is my Instagram is crickets? Yeah, I can totally identify with that. And I would agree with that statement. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your background then, because it sounds like you've, you trained professionally as a photographer, but what has your journey been since then? Yes, I was trained professionally as commercial photographer and I worked for a good 10, over 10 plus years in that field, really had a great time. And somehow, again, I, like hindsight, I'm looking at everything now is like, at some point I recognize that's not for me anymore. And at the time, I definitely couldn't tell you that. Hindsight now, I know, oh, okay, that was the time that I have to change. So I left the photography industry and I went into sales because the, the way I look at it is as self-employed, like in photography, we are all self-employed, and uh, most of most of us. As a self-employed, you have to know how to do sales. You you have to know how to promote yourself. You have to know how to speak positively and engaging your prospects to buy your creation and buy that you can deliver what they are asking for. So after doing that for a number of years, I realized sales is something that come naturally for me. I guess I'm definitely very lucky. So I went into the field doing sales and I basically have done a whole lot of different kind of sales from tangible products to intangible products. And somewhere along the line, I somehow stressed my body out so much that one day my doctor told me I had a condition called fibromyalgia and he literally looked me in the eyes and told me this is an incurable disease and you just have to learn to live with it and gave me a bunch of medicines and asked me to go home and you know take them according to the schedule. Oh my god. <laughs> that yep. Is remarkable. How long ago was that? Oh, that's like uh, 20, 20 years now. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was quite a while ago now. And in the beginning, it was definitely not easy. A lot of spasm and pain and really lost. With taking the pharmaceutical drugs, it really knocked me out. And I realized I wasn't myself anymore. I was constantly upset, angry, or I would be sleeping. Right. So after a few weeks of those type of experiences, I decided I'm going to quit that. Just cold and quit it 
And at that point, the universe responds and sent me a person that study nutrition. And she said to me, like, you know, let me help you out. You got to start changing your lifestyles and all that. So one thing lead to another. I start studying nutrition and start looking at my emotions, start doing a lot more mind, body, spirit studies. And one thing lead to another. I end up having a whole lot of courses that I've taken during that time fibromyalgia just disappear and left completely. Wow. Well, that's phenomenal because uh, we're getting into a little bit of body whispering here, but, you know, working with a lot of people with fibromyalgia, chronic pain, that this is such a mindset and your ability to believe that it can be changed and looking at other options is such a huge part of changing that because when you get looked in the eye like you did by your medical doctor and told that this is incurable and you will just have to live with it for the rest of your life, it's really hard to overcome that diagnosis, isn't it? Oh, definitely, definitely. I really thought, like, this is it. This is the only way, and I'll be sleeping through the night and the day, and then I'll be miserable and grumpy. And yet there is that rule breaker in me <laughs> that still pop up every so often and say, no, there's got to be a way. And when this, you know, uh, individual show up in my life, I just said to myself, like, okay, you know what, no matter what, I got to give this a chance. And it's like overnight, I cut off all the red meat as the first step overnight, just did all that and then put the microwave on the curb and start listening to her and say, you know, and start learning about eating clean food and doing different things differently. I love that. And 20 years ago, that would have been revolutionary. There would have been no links between, you know, in the scientific community, as we're talking about now, about inflammation causing foods like red meats and stuff. That wasn't talked about back then. So, you know, you would have been looked at as doing something really different. Oh, yes. That was the time when organic food is a lie and you are silly to buy into that and pay so much money for it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Looking back now, before we get back to content creation, what do you think caused the fibromyalgia? Emotions. Yeah. I would definitely put it to emotions. First emotions and then lifestyle. And obviously, how we treat our body, will the body will speak to you after, right? And tell you, hey, this doesn't work, but are you going to listen? Yeah, when we don't listen to the whispers, it eventually has to shout, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, so unresolved emotions, not dealing with stuff in your body, and then having your body holding on to all of this unresolved um, emotional drama I guess and never having a way to have it output or have it resolved externally makes us sick from the inside out would you agree with that oh totally totally it's so amazing to be able to add this element to our conversation about business because first of all there's so many people really brilliant people actually who are coping with some sort of either a physical thing like fibromyalgia, some sort of chronic diagnosis or illness, or a mental health situation like anxiety, depression. I still think even though we talk about it increasingly, we don't talk about it enough. And we don't talk about how possible to outcreate it like you have. And to go from someone who thought, you would just spend your whole, the rest of your life either being grumpy and in pain or needing to sleep to now being the person that you are. And I know how much you get done in a day, <laughs> let alone a week. So it really is remarkable. And then secondly, to share their stories and show the success that's possible on the other side of this. If you're willing to really incorporate a full mind-body picture in how you look at yourself and how you look at your life. Totally. One of the things that I have to look at it, it's almost like a parallel. Whatever experience that we are having at this moment, whether it is something that we would rather not have to deal with or challenges in business, whatever the case may be, just like anything, 
it's like there is a message there and it's up to us to discover what it is and i am so grateful for that condition that it happened to me at that time because my life would be so different now if i didn't have that i have changed so much since the condition that i would i would do it over again if it happens again because i know that's what it takes to take me to where I am now and continue to pursue to go from this point on. So, and, and the whole thing started with my willingness to stop what I have been doing all those years and say, okay, I'm willing to throw everything out and do something new. And that's exactly the same when it comes to business and creation and marketing. Are you willing to let go of all the formula that you have been creating for yourself or following others and say, this doesn't work. And the signal is obviously very clear because I'm struggling. So let me drop everything and start over. And creativity is about the willingness of letting go and be open. Yeah, it's so powerful, Wendy, everything you've just said. And obviously, you know, I could not agree more because you have just summed up exactly what body whispering is, what business whispering is. It's actually listening to the information and what it's trying to show you and tell you rather than staying in our heads and with the preconceived notions that we have and staying on the track of what we've decided as opposed to what's actually required and what would actually create a different life, a different body, more success in your business, whatever it is. Are you willing to actually do what you are saying you want to do, which is do what's required to create change rather than just saying you want change, but doing the same thing over and over again? Yes, yes. I mean, I, in my career, I've made a lot of changes. Like some of them are not as simple, I mean, for example, the commercial photography to build up clientele and everything. And I've been doing that for over 10 years and be willing to follow the energy at the time and dropped it. Another career that I have, I was in insurance business. I was top performer in Ontario at the time when I quit it. Same thing. Like at the time I didn't know why I quit. I only know I wasn't having fun and I was having a lot of stress. Wow. Money was good. Money was really good. The thing is, am I willing to drop it and not let my head tell me like, oh, you know what? You have X number of dollars coming in. You're going to have residual income and all that things. Are you willing to let go of all that and trust that the signal that you receive, which is, your stress or your unhappiness is the message that you are to look at now rather than saying, oh, but I have so much this going on, that going on and continue to suffer. Or are you just going to trust that, okay, you know, wherever I'm going to go, I will create the same because at the end of the day, I'm the one that created the result in this industry and my previous industry. So what's the big difference for jumping into another industry? It's still me. Yeah, that's brilliant. Because in this reality, that's an irrational decision, isn't it? You'll make, you're in a job, you're making good money. It's normal to be stressed and not like your job. But if the money's good and you have job security, you're considered almost crazy to give that up, aren't you? Um, yeah. Especially if your reasoning is, well, it's not fun for me anymore. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, exactly. <laughs> And so are you having fun now, especially with the work that you're doing with creating content for like myself? Oh, I'm having fun. My philosophy is if I'm not having fun, I'm not going to do it. Like everything I do has to have that fun element. And working in creation is so much fun. Like you create from nothing to something. Yes. And... One of the things that I love about working with you, and we're in, you know, for people listening in, I'm in New Zealand and travel a lot. Wendy's in Canada, and she also travels. And 
So we're working in different time zones. We work together <laughs> online, majorly. Uh, we talk to each other a lot using different means of communication, but we are very rarely even having face-to-face uh, conversations. And yet the amount of synchronicity, you know, I've gotten to the point, and so has Wendy, where if something's not reading energetically, meaning if we're not jiving with a piece of content, either I've created it and I don't like it, or um, she receives it and she's not getting that this is the piece of content that will contribute. We're at that point where we just say that. And I've learned that one of my favorite examples is I remember sending Wendy some video content that I had shot here in New Zealand. And I was not in the best space that day. And I really dragged my ass outside and, you know, recorded it and did a few takes and sent it to her. And a few days later, she comes back to me. She goes, look, I've tried editing it multiple times and it's just not working. The energy is just not there. And I was like, oh, thank God, because I really didn't want that piece of content out there because it was so hard to shoot it let alone, you know, for Wendy to not even then be able to edit it at an energetic level. This is what we're talking about. It's not about, sure, there was recorded video, sure, she could have edited something and we could have put something out there. But for both of us, the awareness was, this is not the best piece of work that could contribute to what we're trying to invite people to. And so rather than forge ahead, And rather than feel like we have to put it out there, because like all businesses, we're probably working to a deadline as well at the time, we would rather not. And we would rather look at what else is possible. And we would rather look at, okay, what can we do instead? Or what what, what if we just throw it all out and start again? And her willingness to A, pull me up on that, B, give me that feedback and C, for me to know that she will get that when I say to her, Wendy, we need to do something different here or this isn't working, is why it's just been such a pleasure over multiple years now that we've been working together. What's your take on that, Wendy? Well, the whole thing is with the example that you mentioned there was like both of us are really looking at what can actually create it's not we're not doing it because like there was no because there it was like we have a project and how do we put the best foot forward that actually generate and create something so and then we are not afraid to be wrong or to speak up and be upset by the other party if it it turns out to be that case and really look at what would create the best and having each other's back because my job is to have whoever is my client's back. I'm not going to allow the client to put out a piece of work that is not going to generate and create anything or any, or generate and create some negative. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly it. It's more, I guess, not just the energy, but the ethos from which uh, you function from, right? And what you're creating. And then the other thing that that leads me then to, though, is how important congruent content is. And right down to, you know, in the evolution of the work that we've been doing, the color, the font, the look, the feel, the emotion that it evokes in a person when they look at an image or a banner or watch a video, do you think that people underrate how important that stuff is? Oh, yes. So here's the thing. Energy is everything. Whether people acknowledge they are aware of energy or not, at the end of the day, scientists have already proven your communication, 55%, is nonverbal. So we are receiving energy regardless of whether you think you feel you know or you are aware of it we just are having and getting that message through energy so every piece of material that we put out it has a subtle what we call energy a subtle message there through 
whatever that we put together. And that content, if it is not authentic, if this is not in alignment with where you're heading or what message you like your audience to receive, then it's like wearing a swimming suit to a movie gala. Like, <laughs> that is a great example. <laughs> that is bang on. That is such a great example. So, yeah, continuing there, what are the biggest or the most common kind of mistakes that you see when you're seeing content out there? Well, I think all of us has done it, as I mentioned, you know, earlier about not sure of ourselves. So there, you will see that a lot of time there is a flood of similar marketing messages coming from different people. Mm. Or there's a trend with certain tools that people start using. And I also see that a lot of time people are working too hard to be a perfectionist and end up never put any content out because they are so afraid that this is not good enough. Yeah. And then also one of the things that I see a lot would be having a a very obvious agenda, like, Mm. hey, I'm here to sell you, buy my product. Well, when was the last time you received a telemarketing call where the guy is reading a script to you and try to sell you the, I don't know, the, the, the free trip or the timeshare meetings or whatever that you actually listen to the guy? You can't even wait to hang up. But the, the minute that he stopped talking, because he, he was running on for five minutes on the phone reading the script, he wasn't listening to you. If you're polite, you've been waiting for him to pause so you can interrupt. <laughs> or some people might just simply click and hang up before the guy even finished the, the second paragraph, right? So... When you have an agenda of what you want the other person to do, it won't work. Wow. So, you know, the immediate question I'm assuming is out there for people is, so how do you not have that as your immediate agenda when, you know, whatever industry or business you're in, that is ultimately what you're trying to do. You're trying to you know, sell a house if you're a realtor or you're trying to sell a class if you're a facilitator or you're trying to sell a physical product if you have a business, how do we then engage in marketing that actually makes people want to buy what we are selling? Well, people first like, then they listen, then they buy. So if you can't, invite me to like you, I'm not going to listen to you. And therefore, I will never buy from you. Wow. So our job is not really just put something out there. Whatever we put out has to be totally genuine because when people like you, then they start opening up. So how can we create a piece of material that is genuine, has value, and also not having any agenda attached. And when we are able to come across that way, providing you value, being genuine, being vulnerable, and sharing information with you with no string attached, you start saying, oh, okay, this person is okay. Let me... Let me check her out some more. Cool. And, you know, we're living in such a digital world. There's so many of us that have purely online or majority online businesses. How have you seen that evolution of needing to move into the online space and being able to connect with people and go through this process that you're talking about? Get people to like me engage with me and buy from me who are often on the other side of the world and have never met me, for example, in person. 
Yeah, this is the beauty with this digital world, right? Like now the world has actually become so small now. Like I can chat with anybody. And right now we are doing exactly that, right? We are in the opposite side of the world. And yet we are having a conversation and I can buy from you right now. So simple. And you can be my coach right now at this moment and I'd be your client. So the whole thing at the end of the day is any tools, basically the online tools that you use has no geographic limitation anymore. The thing is, which one you have fun showing up for? And do you show up because someone else tells you you have to show up? Or you show up because you have been prompted, you listen to the whisper, and you realize this is the good time to do it, and you do it. Because there is a difference with you scheduling 3 p.m. every day to show up versus, okay, I don't get the energy today to show up. I'm not going to show up. Because again, at the end of the day, it's the nonverbal that communicate. So when you show up with you being genuine and, and sincere and authentic, even if it is 10 seconds, you grab my attention. If you show up for the sake of showing up, it comes through. Yeah. I, 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 I think I've shared with you many times how you have given me some projects and I know it's coming due soon and all that. I couldn't get to the computer. Yes. Yeah. And I have forced myself like, oh, she needs this. She really needs this. I got to look for this image for her. And I forced myself to sit there and it will be hours and I still couldn't find the right image. And my brain, my mind would be telling me, oh my gosh, now what are you going to do? You, you know, like she needs to work and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Right. Now I have smartened up now. <laughs> yeah, I, know. So, I was just going to say, we both have. <laughs> exactly. So now if I find that I, I'm not, attracted to go to the in front of the computer i just like okay you know i'm not gonna do it and then all of a sudden actually yesterday i had full intention of going into the room to clean up my room tidy up a few things and all that stuff but as soon as i walk into the room my mac was talking to me and i start sitting down in front of the mac and next thing i know i was pulling images for you and putting things together and it was like bang 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 Oh, I got it done. And it was flowing. It was fun. And I'm like, wow, okay, not what I thought I was going to do, but hey, I got pulled away. And yeah. that's how we should be showing up. Not should be, but we could be showing up for our business is really listen to those little prompting, the whispers, and be willing to have no agenda, no schedule, and just ask the question, is now the time? That is... Yeah, absolutely. And there are so many elements of that conversation that are part of what I talk about all the time, because, you know, the other side to Wendy saying, you know, she will sit down and for hours when she has tried to make something work will be the time that she then sends it to me. And then I'll be like, oh, we don't need to do that anymore. Or no, this is completely changed. And it's called a different thing now. And here is the new, you know, product description or whatever. And it's because the old thing just energetically does not work. And in that same way, you know, when Wendy says we've gotten smarter, one of the ways that we know we are onto something good and to keep going is it's quick and it's effortless in terms of we get into the flow and we start creating. And this is what, you know, you might call it being in the zone. You might call it being aligned. This is what I think is actually the new standard for doing congruent business is how easy and how fast is it? Because over the years, I know something is the way to go when it shows up really quickly. So the classes that get created really quickly with a lot of ease, the opportunities or possibilities, you know, when you are offered and, you know, as someone approaches you, 
and they offer you whether it is a deal or whether there's a, a business partner that wants to work with you or an office space. You know those things that seem to fall into place better than you could have imagined and it feels like you didn't even do anything. That is when you know you're engaging with the molecules around you and you're engaging with creation at an energetic level rather than when you sit down and you try and try and try to make it work because you know you have to. You know there is a deadline. You know you have to deliver. But unfortunately, when you force yourself to do it that way, nine times out of ten, I also think you're delivering a subpar product or a subpar service. Yes. This came into my head while you were talking about this. Remember how the birth of this podcast? I mean... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, so one of the things that we have to, you know, recognize is just because you have an idea, it doesn't mean now. Yeah. And this podcast was over, like... Was it, would, I, would, I, would I be correct to say a year? Yeah, it was a year. And if you listen to the very first episode, I talked briefly about how the podcast ended up being many months more in the, in the making than we thought. So I think we'd allocate, we thought it would be like a three to four month lead in. And I think we finally launched our first episode like 12 months after it first started talking to us. And over that time, it changed names and it changed format and it changed the people involved to finally become what it is right now. And for me, and I'll get you to talk about your experience of it now, Wendy, what it is now is greater than what I had imagined. And it's so fun. And I genuinely love this podcast like I love the energy of it I love engaging with it I'm so proud of what it is as an entity on its own you know I love seeing the episodes come out each week and the guests that we have coming on it's even more of a contribution I wanted to do it in the first place to be able to contribute something on a regular basis that was free that was easy access and also that yeah helped me increase my reach all over the world and a podcast is a great way to do that. Like, as you're saying, Wendy, like the process, it was definitely not a straight line and it was definitely not, you know, that deadline that we thought that we would be working to. Totally, totally. I mean, I could, I actually saw the whole process, right? Like I witnessed the whole thing and it was like very interesting. And to see how you were totally willing to flow with it and for months, you were asking, you were at one point you were saying like, oh, we got to get the podcast done and we got to, and yet I wasn't moving. And to see you not hammering me was incredible because <laughs> it, it's, it's like really the, going back to what we talked about earlier, it's like the willingness to be flexible and really not holding it tight and say, this is the schedule and this is what I have to do because I like to, you know, create a reach to the, to the world, blah, blah, blah. It's like your willingness to just always stand a little bit back and look at everything as a whole and then keep changing and keep like, I mean, you have changed so much over time. I have changed so much over time. And both of us actually put those changes in this podcast as well and contribute to this podcast to become the podcast that it is today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so yeah. beautiful to see that. It is. We're talking a lot in this conversation about the creative process. For me, I own my business and I'm able to have that leeway, I guess, with timings, in term, meaning that I can push things back or pull them forward and whatnot. For those of you that are listening and are going, well, it's totally impractical to not be on a schedule and not have timelines. To give you a little bit of context as to how you can incorporate this into your role, whether you have a job or not, or whether you're running a business or not. When I coach business owners and clients, I talk to them about this concept. I talk to them about operating not from their logical cognitive mind, but via awareness and um, following the energy. And what I ask them to do 
is be willing to get into flow with their business and be in flow and listen to the whispers and use their awareness every minute of the day. And what that actually creates is it stretches time. And you think that you have to follow the strict schedule because otherwise you're going to forget things or not get them done or not be able to fit them in. But actually, when they start functioning that way, the people that get this concept, they always end up going, oh, yeah, no, I get it. This is great. Is when you get the hit to do something, like you'll be sitting there at your computer and then you'll suddenly remember, you'll suddenly get the hit to call a client to do a follow-up. And when you do it at that time, it's because energetically it's also the best possible time to make that call and you get more out of that callback than you would when it's on a scheduled time frame and you'll force yourself to do it. And in that same way, when you do things, when you get the hit to do it, it takes less time. It takes much less energy. It feels like it takes much less effort and it creates a greater result. And that is the value of doing it that way. Yes. And also I look at, you know, the, at, you used the word entity earlier. Yeah. Like, I think most people fail to recognize that the business has a life of its own. It is alive and it is right there talking to us and talking with us and to reach out to others and all that. So that timing of it, we got to trust. We got to trust and not look at the business as a, a piece of meat, like dead. It is not. Yes. Yeah. So then, Wendy, what is your advice now for people who want to start creating uh, more consciously, in a more aligned way for their business? Where can they start with creating their content in a more energetic and aligned and aware way? I would highly recommend, and I know a lot of people when they first start out, they might say, um, you know, financially, they try to do everything on their own so that they minimize the expenses and all that. I highly recommend having some people working with you as a team whether like whether it's a friend that actually are willing to just support you and give you feedback because a lot of time whatever we do we are in our own it's, it's like we are in our own forest and we're just walking in our forest you know going in circle 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 thinking that this is what is the right thing to do and yet when you have someone that is outside of the forest and start looking it's like hey what are you doing you're spending yeah. time just going round and round in a maze. Did you know that? <laughs> right? Yeah. So I highly recommend like really dropping the concept of I got to do it all. And also be willing to listen to someone's quote unquote criticism and recognize like, because people pick out, a third party can pick out something much faster than we ourselves trying to pick it out sometimes because we get so emotionally attached and involved and also sometimes could be just spending so much time in doing it that we can't even think straight anymore. So when it comes to creating, you know, get some feedback. And then if you, if there is a way for you to have someone else work with you as a team, whether you know, you hire them or pro bono or whatever the way may be. I highly recommend that because at the end of the day, we leverage off each other. And we cannot all be expert in all areas of our lives. So when it comes to creating something, is having some feedback, having some support will make your creation more fun. And at the same time, the feedback is very important for you to get to know where you are heading. Is this energetically congruent with you? Yeah, I could not agree with that more. That's great advice. What about showing up on social media? Any tools or tips for that? Find the one that you like. I mean, here's the thing. I, I think every time when we go into social media, there is always an expert 
telling you that how how many likes they generate, how many whatever they uh, follows that they have, and all that. It matters not how many followers we have. It only matters how many people actually listen or read your post, and then pick up the phone or message you or check out your website. Mm. So, you know, if you show up and you have say 10 followers and that 10 followers two of them buy from you one of them buy for you is better than you having 10,000 followers and means nothing yeah yeah and so find the one that works for you and do you see on social media a lot of um you know people trying to do what they see other people doing you know like how they show up on video or the posts that they're posting or how they post their material. I sometimes see this and energetically what I am aware of is, oh, this person is trying to use this format, but it's really not working for them. (laughs) Do you see that a lot? Yeah, you pick it up right away. It's almost like when you look at it, it's like it's not comfortable and and you don't want to continue. Yeah. And that's how you know that you pick up that person's energy and it's not congruent, it's not working. And you have no interest to continue. Mm. Whereas another person could be totally unscript and everything else. And you, you are just mesmerized by whatever she's saying. And you're like, oh my gosh. So the whole thing is about, that's why I put fun, so much emphasis on fun. Because when it is fun for you, mm. it comes across. Yeah. And then it's fun for the audience to watch you yes, or see your Instagram photos. So important. Well, the two things that I would add to that from being on the other side in terms of being the person that has to put my face on things. And I've struggled with that big time. And Wendy's seen over the years, my having to deal with being able to show up and the need to come across in a presentable way or in a perfect way. And For those of you starting out, the two things I would say is you have to start doing it in order to create that comfort with it um, eventually. So uncomfortable is not wrong. It just means you're doing something different for the first time. Don't try and do it in a way that makes you feel really inauthentic and like you're just trying to copy how you've seen other people do it. Show up as you. And when you're on video or camera or posting stuff about yourself, that is real and true and authentic. It will feel vulnerable, but that's the point. (laughs) But practice here does really help. And then you will see, you will start to get the awareness yourself as well as you receive feedback energetically, as well as by how people engage with what you're putting out there is you will start to receive the feedback that allows you to evolve in how you show up on social media helps you determine what is fun for you and what you enjoy doing and what you don't. And also, yeah, take advantage of those moments and of those days where you get hit with that inspiration to record some videos or to jump on to a live and do that. Because that's how I do it now is I don't necessarily schedule things in advance. I will know that I need to get some information out there or I'd like to share some stuff. And when the inspiration hits, that's when I do it. I'm not saying my content is perfect. It's got a long, long, long way to go. But it's certainly been an evolution and it's, it's on its way. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's about playing with every one of them and not deciding which one should be the one in the beginning. Just play with every one of them and then you will notice, oh, I never even go to Instagram. Okay, then you, you, you know, okay, you can eliminate one. Oh, I keep going back to Twitter. Okay, so maybe there is something there for you, right? So obviously we, we have to discover. So in the beginning is let it be a buffet table and then have a taste of different dishes. And eventually you will find out that uh, you'll keep going back to one dish. Yeah. Oh, great metaphors today, Wendy. (laughs) 
Oh, okay. Well, this has just been such a great conversation. We could definitely keep going, but we'll start to wrap this up. Do you have anything else that you would like to add or say, Wendy? Is there anything else that you think listeners would like to hear? I would suggest these are the, some of the things that I would suggest doing when it comes to creation. Follow the breadcrumbs rather than your head. And then when you are about to start doing anything is drop into your heart and not using your brain. A lot of time when we start doing something, we start activating and then saying, Oh, I got to think what I have to do. Think about instead is drop into your heart when you start creating and then be willing to throw out anything and everything, no matter how much you have worked on that project and start all over. And if you ever get stuck, all you need is to ask questions. Just keep asking questions and then more breadcrumbs will show up. That is brilliant advice. What a great place to leave today and have people be able to put some of that into practice. Thank you, Adila. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone. And as always, we would love to hear your feedback. Let us know how you found not only the information we shared, but what other information you might like to know. And if you loved having Wendy on, as I did, then let us know so we can get her on for an encore episode. So thank you so much, Wendy. I appreciate your time and have a fantastic week. That wraps up another podcast edition with The Business Whisperer. Thank you so much for listening and I would so appreciate if you left me a five-star review or shared this with your friends and family that need that little bit of business whispering magic in their lives as well. If you have a guest or would like me to interview someone on this podcast, please send me their details and I will do my best to get them on the show. Thanks so much. Bye.